Oh boy, happy Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I started that like this. Started this like that and like this and like that and uh, it's like this and like that and like this and uh. Oh, I just took pre-workout, so this may be a little chaotic. Um, I'm sitting in line at the ATM. Which, you know, what's crazy is like I could just get out of this line. <laughs> And pull back around the front of the building and just walk up to the damn ATM teller. But, of course, as soon as I do that, the car that was holding up the line moved. So, hopefully, this guy goes quick. But, you know, I could just quit being complacent and go all the way back around and just walk up to the teller or walk up to the ATM that's in the front of the building and still probably beat the guy that's in the drive-up ATM. So, that's what I'm going to do. And that puts me on my first point that I had to make this morning because I have thoughts. And I think one of those thoughts is um, the fact that like kids these days are legitimately, they're doing this thing called quiet quitting or something like that. Oh my God, I literally just watched the whole drug deal go down. What in the world am I witnessing? Okay, now I really can't get out of my car. Why did I drive around back to the front of this building? I'm watching two Hispanic men quite literally, like, transaction cash to each other. Which, words words are hard, and that's not what I meant to say. But you guys understand what I'm trying to say. Um, kids these days, I guess, are doing this thing. They're doing a lot of things. Like, spitting in each other's mouths and being grossies. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go back, actually, to the ATM. Um, the ATM at the drive up ATM because I really don't want to get out and pull or put cash in to the ATM in front of these two lovely looking gentlemen who just happen to be exchanging. Oh no. So disrespectful. Click beep. Um, literally exchanging illegal goods for cash right in front of my eyeballs. For some reason I witnessed that so often. For some reason, I always pull and park in places where people are legitimately partaking in drug deals. And I don't understand why. Like, I don't know what it is about me that just, it's like an automatic, I pull into a parking lot and park my car and then drug deal happens. And I don't want to witness these things. I've witnessed lots of things that I did not ask to be a witness to. And all I want to do is just be an innocent 25-year-old white girl from Vermont that does not witness crime. And sure enough, I witness all the crimes. Um, I'm going to have to do like four transactions. I'm going to be that guy in the ATM drive-up that's like just taking way too long. But there's nobody behind me, so... Until somebody pulls up behind me, my consideration is non-existent. But kids these days are doing this thing called, um, I just heard it called quiet quitting. And if I understand the concept correctly, it's essentially like at their jobs. Oh my God, this guy's flying through this ATM. So please hit me, please hit me, please hit me. Please hit my car, get me a new one. Um, They're, instead of, quitting their jobs they're just not working very hard like they're just choosing not to work oh it took everything how many 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 23 24 25 huh 
my ATM only accepts like 30 items at a time. And it turns out I had 29 items. Look at that. Um, but yeah, so they're quiet quitting and they just don't work hard at whatever the job is. Either A, I guess, like in hopes of being fired or maybe B, um, with the understanding that they're working for somebody else. And so therefore they're going to only invest like the bare minimum amount of time and effort into whatever this job is in order to then reinvest like the rest of their time into their own career and just basically collecting the money to put back into themselves, which I understand the second concept completely, like not wanting to waste time on building somebody else's career when you could be spending that on yourself. However, I don't know how I feel about like accepting a job or an opportunity with the conscious understanding that you are not going to be um, working as, as hard as you can at it, I guess. Also, may I just go ahead and brag on myself? And I, <laughs> 17 different conversations in one, I never used to say brag on. Like, I hate, I hate it actually when I moved to the South. People would be like, oh, I was bragging on you. Or I was bragging on this or bragging on that. Whereas where I grew up, it's brag about. Like, I was bragging about you earlier, or whatever. Um, so, and the same thing with, like, plugging your phone in versus plugging it up. I don't understand, but I digress. I'm probably wrong here. Um, yeah, I guess I just don't understand the concept of, like, accepting a task with the intention of not doing it to the best of your capability. And I think maybe I've just adopted the mindset, like whatever the task is that I was given, even if it's not for me or to benefit myself, it is beneficial to practice the art of completing a task properly. Now, do I complete every task meticulously with flying cover colors and to the best of my capability? I don't know. Like maybe I'm conceited in thinking that I just do everything the best that I can. And what I was going to say, um, before I said bragging on myself, or bragging about myself rather. I have the greatest sense of direction that any white woman this side of the Mississippi has ever seen. I swear to God, like I can go up to an intersection and just know whether or not I'm going north, south, east, or west without even really understanding. Like if I know which direction I came from, I can discern which direction I'm now facing. It all makes sense in my head, but essentially I know so many people that just don't know when they come up to an intersection if they came from the north and they're heading back toward the north and they're coming from south and if they go left, they're going west and if they go right, they're going east. And I just know my direction. So I just wanted to brag about myself there for a second and how great my sense of direction is and I credit that to my father, um, which actually could lead into another story time. I think I completed the last thought that I had about quiet quitting and... Um, the difference between bragging about and bragging on. But yeah, my dad, like, it's so crazy the things that you inherit without, I guess, like, without intent. Like, I didn't intentionally inherit my dad's sense of travel and wander and, and direction and, um, I guess, an insatiability to, to, to sit still. 
or to travel. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But, like, my dad was always that way. Like, dad has always just been, go, go, go. Let's go here. Let's go there. Let's go see this. Let's go see that. I'll drive. I want to drive us. I want to bring us to this place. I want to go see this place that I, whatever. And whether or not I inherited that from watching him always be in control of a vehicle and driving and, and just harnessing that. Mm, what's the word I'm looking for? I get going too fast and then I don't get to think toward the end of the thought that I was thinking. But yeah, dad always just harnessed this control over where we went and what we did and with flying colors like always got us to and from safely always was vigilant and um, protective and aware and so I don't know if watching him act that way inspired me or, 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 or rubbed off on me rather or if I just innately want and desire to have the same control without him being the reason you know what I mean like if if dad wasn't that way and I didn't watch dad act that way no that's wrong if I hadn't watched dad act that way would I still have this like sense um rather than I watched my dad act this way so therefore I want to act this way and there's a few things that I question a lot about myself where I think, well, maybe if I paid more attention to my mom, maybe I would be a little bit more submissive. Maybe I would take direction a little bit better. Maybe I would be a little more clean um, as far as just like mom is a meticulous clean freak and like doesn't even want a speck of dog hair in their house, even though they have like two very hairy dogs and uh, uh, I mean two fairly clean but messy kids, you know that played outside and stuff. So, um, I don't know, but my brother is that way. Like my brother has so many qualities and characteristics that my mom em- em- embraces. Jeez, Louise Audi. Like, yeah, please hit me so that I can get a new car from your damn German foreign, whatever. I hate drivers, dude. I don't even know why I talk on this thing while I'm driving because people just can't drive and they make me nervous. And then I get distracted from my thought process, but So, yeah, I wonder, like, how much is nature and how much is nurture? And if my brother just happened to have paid more attention to my my mom and I just happened to have paid more attention to my dad. Um, And is that a thing of, like, again, nature versus nurture? Is that because I'm a woman, so I'm seeking protection and reassurance from my father, who is supposed to be the protector and the server and yada 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 whereas my brother is is seeking more of a like I guess just a motherly motherly direction or or consolation rather I don't know hopefully all this makes sense um firefighting cowboy told me yesterday that I should only not that I should only he gave me he gave me notes which was very kind and and which I asked for of course um to where I should have like a sense of direction when I come on here and an idea to think about but wow I just went so far out of my way to go to a bank and there's one right here I hate myself if I came to this bank (laughs) I wouldn't have witnessed the damn drug deal or maybe I would have witnessed a murder who knows (laughs) but um 
I do feel terrible when I start rambling and then I don't go back and edit because I, I just repeat myself or run circles around an idea or kick a dead horse. So hopefully this is still entertaining to listen to and you guys are enjoying my opinions and my thoughts. Um, but yeah, what that really boils down to is just whether or not I have this sense of direction and navigation and wanderlust, uh, innately whether that's genetic or whether that's just my my soul my brain wiring my spirit whatever um or if I just paid more attention to my dad growing up so therefore I took on more of his qualities and characteristics and using that to compare against my brother who may or may not have uh just paid more attention to my mom and and wanted to be more uh docile and more uh home-bodied and more I don't know I don't know what the word I'm looking for is to describe him my brother's fantastic he's a lovely person I just don't know how to describe what I'm talking about because he's not feminine he's very clean he's very um like he does the dishes and he does the laundry and he like does not like dust on the floor whereas it's not gonna kill me if there's a little tiny, a little bit of dust or, or dog hair on the floor for a couple hours before I go somewhere, you know, which may also be complacency or laziness. Who knows? I certainly don't. And on that note, I'm about to pull into the gym. I'm going to get a good workout. I have shows this weekend. I'll be at the Floribama for two days before I have to go back to Nashville and really grind out some gears to get ready for this blame it on the wine um release so by the time this comes out it will be like six or seven days until blame it on the wine comes out please make sure you go pre-save it It would mean the world it really helps out and um yeah i'll get back on either later on this afternoon or tomorrow bye well good morning friends it's 11 o'clock on Wednesday night. I'm in a hotel room not far from the boat. And I have things I'm thinking about. Man, it's... This part might be deep. I can't remember what I think I was talking about. <laughs> oh, I just remembered the drug deal that I (laughs) witnessed at the bank the other day. Man, that was funny. I was trying to think about (laughs) what we left off on. Uh, Well, this one one might start off a little serious, I I guess. I don't know, more reflective maybe, but... Man, what a wild... What a wild year it's been. And, like, every year just keeps getting more and more... Uh, different, I guess, is is the best and easiest way to, to describe it. But, you know, because I, I, I always say that my life is a joke and it's a movie and it's it's like somebody else scripted it and I'm just the, the character, of course, and how egocentric and conceited is that to just think that I live in a movie, right? But... I'm just, I'm sitting in this dark and quiet hotel room except for the air conditioner. Sorry if you can hear that in the background. I'm sure it's not any worse than the the 
outside of the car and the tires rolling down the highway, but... Or the dog panting in the back. But I just I just was scrolling through social media trying to clutter up some of the silence that's in this room. Which sounds really like dramatic. Um I don't mean to sound dramatic and, and to feed into into I guess the emotion, whatever is synonymous with dramatic. <laughs> but it's just been so wild the way that last year ended and how this, this year started. And I knew, you know, Allie and I spoke and Mitzi and I spoke and my mom and I spoke and my brother and I spoke and my sister-in-law and I spoke and, and all these women that I hold so highly in my life they're they're like pillars and of course I have my panel of men who I I also hold incredibly high in my life but there's some really strong unfaltering women that no matter what always have my best interest and and at the beginning of the beginning of the year and the end of last year there were multiple conversations had with all of those women who told me it's going to get better you're going to see through it. We're here for you. And they were. And I hate to, to I really do dis- despise considering things triggering because it's become such a popular term. It's become so overused. However, there are things that do really instigate a person's anxiousness or or their subconscious or even their 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 conscious and conscience conscious consciousness <laughs> whatever the word is that I'm looking for and sorry if you feel like I'm rambling and that this is tough to listen to but bear with me because I think it's really I think it's enlightening and just the way that the my life is going now just in this short amount of time in the grand scheme of of time things have changed so drastically and it has been a full pendulum swing which of course leads me back and we've talked about this in previous episodes but which leads me which leads me back to when does it swing back again and maybe it doesn't maybe we're just finally on on a straight line infinite uh, trajectory to happiness, of course. And, and no, I've not smoked. <laughs> no, I haven't drank. I'm, I'm fully conscious and sober. And just, I stumbled across this video and, and my TikTok for you page just tends to be a lot of either how-tos or um, for some reason like baby mama drama. I don't know. I guess that's what I pay attention to the, the most for no reason. I don't have kids. Never been married. Only ever been heartbroken. But yeah, the sound was playing in the background of this video. And the caption said to any of my ladies who have felt this, 
tell me how you're doing now. I need to hear the stories or what have you. So she's just fishing for engagement in the comments, which is why I came over here to talk about it instead of boosting her algorithm, which I should just go back and comment anyway, because why not boost somebody else's algorithm with my one comment, which is crazy to think that. <sighs> so disrespectful, dude. I'm just the worst toward you guys. I just sit here and yawn and scratch and drink and have background noises all the time but yeah I just came over here to talk about it and the sound was was really um it was emotionally evoking for sure and it was somebody just sobbing crying and I do remember what that feels like I think I think a lot of different things compounded between last year and this year. And, and if you guys have been following me on social media for at least the last 365 days, you'd know that. Um, and things, of course, that weren't weren't shared on social media and things that that were shared. And I'd never experienced that I could remember in my, my adult life especially, but I don't even know if I experienced this kind of crying, sobbing sensation ever that I, I just, again, had to listen to. And, you know, it made me think, too, today I was sitting in the massage chair at Planet Fitness, which I have been doing religiously the last, I don't know, probably seven days, ten days. I injured my back last week. And by me, I mean somebody else injured my back last week. <laughs> and because I'm not going to take responsibility for this one. I didn't do anything stupid this time, I promise. Um, but a song came on in the gym that I just kind of thought, like, to me, it didn't bother me, but it is a song that could very easily bother other people. And I just couldn't wrap my mind around why they would even play it in the gym with the content that's mentioned in the song. And blame it on my own hypervigilance or sensitivity or my crazy knack to make sure that everybody always feels comfortable and safe. I don't know why I have this crazy protective inkling and instinct always, but I always just want everybody else to make sure that, I just want to make sure that everybody else always feels comfortable and is having fun and feels, feels okay. And so, yeah, so I just stumbled upon that, that video on TikTok and I guess I had to come and talk about it and just had to express my own graciousness and gratitude for, for the, the complete 180 that life has, has given me this year so far. And I'm praying that it only continues to get better than I think it can. Who knows, you know, if God or the universe or whatever other uh, higher power or intelligent designer you believe in 
chooses to give me another hard lesson to learn, then so be it. But for now, I'm praying and hoping that and manifesting that we just continue on this this projected path of of success and happiness. Because what if it could go better than I think it can? What if it does go better than I thought it could? I was just talking to somebody somebody today that had to go to the doctor and they were so scared of the procedure that they had to have done. And, and knowing that they had to have this procedure done today specifically, that's what the appointment was set for. And sure enough, when they got to the doctor, they were... They were anxious, they were uncomfortable, they yada yada, you know. And the doctor ultimately said, we don't have to do this today. We can wait one more whole year before we have to do this again. Which tells me, which tells me that I could probably go to every doctor ever and just say, hey, I don't feel comfortable doing this procedure. Do we have to do this? Or is there an alternative procedure? Or is there anything else that we can possibly do? Because guarantee you this procedure that was supposed to be done was only something that's supposedly uh, mandatory and rather optional, actually. And it's just an extra $1,000 to bill insurance for. <laughs> you know, but I digress. That's how I feel about every everything always now. It's so crazy, too. I might as well let myself dive down the rabbit hole for a minute here, but with how crazy the world has changed in the last three years, let alone my own, let alone my own story, right? My own story has changed. Despite all of that, just the climate of our world and of our universe in these last 1,000 days. Let's even mark it out. Because leading up to 2019 was probably the greatest. I mean, everybody thought that 2020 was going to just be the roaring 20s. Of course, let it start off with the Great Depression, just like the 1920s did. And another world war, just like the 1920s. 1910s, really, but, who you know, we're getting close. <laughs> I bet you in, in whatever they consider to be history books or text or history period in 100 years or 85 years or however many years it'll be, maybe even just 30 years, I bet you they'll already have considered this this time period to be Exactly like, if not similar to the early 1900s. And with how crazy and how unbelievable, really, everything has become, even down to medicinal practice, I believe is unbelievable. I believe that I believe that the guy at the little THC CBD store that I stopped into yesterday or two days ago to purchase like 
just these little CBD joints just in case I, I get a real hankering for one, which I honestly like wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't addict mentality. Like let me just go get some on holes <laughs> just in case I get a hankering to smoke something. I don't even have that hankering ever for anything. Except pizza and snuggles. I do get hankerings for those. <laughs> I even believe that he lied to me about how much the prices were on the, st- on the things that he sold me. And with, like, decent reason. Similar to this doctor's appointment today. With decent reason, I now, be- I now believe that a very common procedure that is done at almost every single physical is actually optional and can be delayed. For an entire year, if not longer. So, that's my thought and opinion on that. I stayed in a hotel room tonight because it's supposed to rain in the morning. And I just really didn't enjoy the thought of how pretentious and and, uh, spoiled of me. I didn't enjoy the thought of sealing my boat up before bed because of course like it's gonna get it's well I say of course you guys don't know this it's supposed to start raining where my boat is at like I don't know within the next couple hours and not stop until probably probably noon tomorrow which meant I would have to not only like pack up whatever I needed to in my car that I couldn't leave overnight so my guitar and my, a suitcase, and, uh, like, linens, like, dirty laundry, because I'd have to pack the linens in the dirty laundry bag, and have to close up the boat, so I have to move all of the outside things into the cabin, which I can't do when I'm staying in it, because there's not enough space for all of it, and, like, the cabin is literally the size of I would say it's obviously, um, it's tall enough for me to stand up in, but my head grazes a little bit. So, like, if you're any taller than, I'm 5'7", so if you're any taller than, like, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, you'd have to bend over. And it's about the size of, a size of a, like, a gas station bathroom, like a small one, like a single stall. Um, the mattress is just large enough for me to be able to rest my head on a pillow at, like, like, without having to stack my pillows up and, like, lean them, you know, over the lip. Like, I can put the pillows flat on the mattress, put my head on it, and my toes and my legs don't hang off. But, and mom, you know, the same way. But anybody taller, again, than 5'8 or 5'9 would have to curl up um, on the mattress and not be able to spread straight down. So, I guess maybe the length of a queen-size mattress If I'm judging by this mattress that I'm laying on right now, yeah. It's about the length of a queen, which I don't know how much that differs. I know that some queens are bigger than others. I know that some twins are long, some kings are narrow, whatever. Um, it's like <laughs> it's like every women's clothing company, every store sells their shit different sizes. Um... But so, yeah, so I'd have to put all the things from the outside downstairs, including the chairs and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, 
really just the chairs actually I didn't have to move anything else other than the the two outside chair two or three or four outside chairs because I have one back chair bag chair you guys call it a bag chair fold-up chair I think fold-up chairs though really pertain to like lawn chairs though like the tri-folds um or like beach chairs but I digress um and then I got like another just it's a rubber foam you fold it up it's a trifold but it leans it's like laying in the sand on a blanket except it's padded um and then two folding chairs and then I have to lock the door and then cover up like I have to button down the cover so and the cover is super sensitive and, and, and delicate so I have to button down it's gonna be one two three four five six seven eight probably about 30 buttons around the outside of the cabin or around the outside of the, the um, boat to cover up just underneath the bimini. And then I can't really get back on it. And if I did, like, it'd be super hot. It would be like uh, building a fort, but I would have to crawl out on my hands and knees from the cabin and then would get soaking wet, bringing all of my stuff that I still have to carry, like my guitar, and my suitcase and everything to the car in the morning while training. Um, and, but I get to see Chief in the morning. So, again, I'm just rambling. Hopefully this wasn't miserable to listen to. But um, now I'm self-conscious about it being miserable to listen to. Because somebody told me that the first few episodes were miserable to listen to. And that's not verbatim. But I think they were my words, not theirs. But <laughs> And whatever they described basically alluded to it was miserable so now i'm self-conscious about it a little bit but i'll get over it um so at any rate i got a hotel room which is about 20 minutes closer to where chief is staying because chief's staying an hour from where my boat is and uh i'll wake up in the morning early which is gonna be I think all of it's just going to be healthier, right? Because I could sleep to this thunderstorm. I could wake up to this thunderstorm. I could really build some character and just close this whole boat up in the thunderstorm and in the lightning and then risk getting my guitar wet and all my suitcases wet and loading them into my car, soaking wet after I just got it detailed, making the, the seats smell like crap and damp and everything. Just to then go see Chief with all my stuff in my car. And then, um, and then go see Firefighting Cowboy. And that was really just my, uh, own selfish explanation as to why I'm justifying spending money on a room tonight. (laughs) But I think it'll be healthy. I'm going to wake up early, go to the gym. And by the gym, I just mean this hotel gym here. And then have breakfast for free which I was already out of breakfast and stuff on the boat anyway I had to go grocery shopping so I figured I'd put it off until I got back and then I'm gonna do all those things and then I play a show tomorrow night back in firefighting cowboys hometown and then I'll either I mean, I guess it kind of depends on him. I left it open 
of course I could get another room. However, um, if I am not invited to stay with Firefighting Cowboy, then I'll just hightail it all the way up to dang Birmingham to go see my favorite my favorite artist of all time so far, Gary Clark Jr. I say my favorite artist of all time. I like like five of his songs. I haven't really really listened to the other ones. But five songs from one artist is a lot of songs for me to to be a fan of. So, And he's really cool. He's abstract. My friend Job Fortner had introduced him to me. I don't know if Job and I are still friends. We haven't talked in like three years, but I still consider him an acquaintance and a friend. Um, But he introduced me to his music four or five years ago. And... Now he follows me on Instagram, Gary Clark Jr. does. And we correspond every now and then. So I really want to go to this concert, although it is backtracking. So I would have to drive all the way basically from this Tampa area to this Tampa Orlando area, rather. It's like right in between to Birmingham, which is a hall. I'd go to the concert and then drive four hours back south to Florabama. Which could be worth it. Um, and then drive all the way back from Florabama to Nashville, back through Birmingham <laughs> Sunday night so that Allie and I can shoot a music video on Monday. And then Allie takes her little heart and her soul to Europe. I'm going to miss her so much. And then I've got two days worth of content to shoot and people to see and babies to kiss and handshakes to to have until I play Whiskey Jam on Thursday to promote our new song coming out that I wrote with Patrick Britt that I wish Patrick Britt would still sing with me, but he won't. I'm still going to continue to try to coax him into singing it, though. I wish he would just say, I don't f- like the song. Instead of saying, I don't know if I want to sing it with you. Which makes me mad. But I digress. It doesn't really make me angry. It just frustrates me because I want him to sing it with me so bad. It would be so good. And then I play Whiskey Jam Thursday. And then I turn right back around and drive all the way back down here as fast as I can. To make it to, hopefully, Leroy's show. On the 16th, he has a he has a concert he's having. So busy, busy weeks. And then I have another new song coming out the week after. It's more of a rap song. A lot of things happening. And I often find myself sitting around feeling like I'm not being productive and not doing anything. And, like, maybe based off of my bank account, it could seem as if, you know. I don't know. Like, it's just deceiving. A lot of it's deceiving. Social media looks cool. Real life feels boring. Bank account looks cool. Feels like I'm not earning it. I don't know. It's all very interesting, and I just think too much. I don't know if this is healthy to think this way and to feel this way. 
And these are just late night hotel thoughts. I got a song started somewhere about just late night lonely hotel rooms. And how detrimental they can be. I wonder if you guys can hear my belly rumbling. (laughs) I'll find out as soon as I press the stop button. My podcast became monetized. So thank you guys so much. I don't know if I mentioned that. Wow, I'm still having like wave rocking. Like my, I'm laying in a very stable bed in a stable room in a stable building that's not near water. And I still feel like I'm rocking back and forth. Which feels really cool, but also a great metaphor for what I was just saying. Social media looks cool. Real life feels weird. And there's a phenomenon called imposter syndrome. I feel that often. I feel a lot of times that I'm undeserving, but of course if I was undeserving, then I wouldn't have... If I didn't work hard, then I wouldn't receive. Because I'm not just handed anything. But maybe I am. I don't know. I I don't, I can't, I can't figure it out. And maybe these kinds of thoughts are, are the opposite of conducive to a person like me who thinks as much as I do. It feels as much as I feel. You know, for somebody that does as much as I do, it's perfect. But those other two things are really... are really hard to deal with. And I'm hoping that the people that do continue to listen to this podcast... I mean, just having anybody listen... It's not easy for me to talk to somebody about things that I feel and I think without feeling and thinking insecure and um, unheard and misunderstood. (coughs) Choking on my bullshit, I guess. But... You know, I get I get nervous when I have conversations like these, where there where it's a dialogue. Having a monologue allows me to just consciously stream my thoughts, and then I get to go back and listen, and I get to go back and hear myself, and then I get to offer my own opinion to what I just said and to how I just felt. When I have more clarity, I I was explaining how. I do listen to these back when when all of the clips are put together. That's why sometimes I've said, like, oh, I deleted a whole 10-minute segment because it was rambling and it didn't make sense and yada yada or it was too much. Or I deleted three minutes of this or whatever. Because I do go back and I, I listen to myself. Also, I I want to go back and listen to how I'm speaking. Like, I'm trying to speak more clearly and and using less fillers and correcting 
any sort of impediment that I felt like I've had. Listening to the background noise, all of, all of those mechanical uh, mechanical things that I, I want to, to, to change and alter and fix and make better. But ultimately, this monologue, like I explained in the beginning, is, is selfishly for me and hopefully for your entertainment. And sometimes they're going to be silly goose moments. Sometimes they're going to be funny. Sometimes they're going to be serious. And sometimes they're going to be dramatic. And sometimes they're going to be emotional. And I've locked in on a 5% embellishment rule sometimes for the sake of the story. And I'll always admit it that there may be a 5% embellishing or embellishment or exaggeration rather where it's not story altering but for the sake of the entertainment or for the joke there may be a five percent increase or decrease of detail not that it's 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 not a this this truthful storytelling by any means because i don't fabricate details i guess embellishing and fabricating are, are synonymous but I don't typically like lie about something that happened, but I may exaggerate a little bit. Instead of saying it was a three-minute conversation, I might say it was uh, 30 minutes or, you know, just one small detail exaggerated. Which I guess ultimately is kind of lying, fibbing. But again, I'll absolutely admit to it after the story's told. (laughs) Because if I think, if I do that, then it's, pertinent to the story just to make that just a little bit bigger or a little less just like a joke like a stand-up comedy joke i can't remember exactly what i was talking about other than thanking you guys for listening to my monologue and hopefully maybe you find clarity in it yourself maybe something i say you can zone out for the rest of it Just like a good man should. But maybe something I say will click or make you feel heard or related to or understood. Because that's that's why I started listening to podcasts. That's why I found the, the niche of people that I like because they either A, understood my thought process, which typically, like sits right on the fence line of 25-year-old woman and 45-year-old man, white man specifically and white girl specifically, with a little bit of sprinkled in, I hung in the hood for a little while. Which I was very lucky, I think, to be able to do. Man, I just had a whole flashback. Ugh. I don't know if it's a story for another time or if I should just go into it right now while I'm up. I think I might just... Mm, I'll touch on it and maybe, maybe uh, go deeper into it a different time. But, boy, between playing basketball on an organized team and the camps that I went to and the friends that I made who I would go and play, i travel like 45, 50, 60 minutes as a 16-year-old all the way across the New York border 
to inner city Albany. I'm talking Schenectady. I'm talking downtown Albany to go and play pickup. And I, I may not have told my parents the exact truth of where I was going every time. Back then I was a little fibber and I could get away with it too. Boy, could I get away with it. I didn't always. They, If they wanted to find out, they would find out and real quick, fast, in a hurry. But a lot of times... You know, they trusted that either what I said was what I said and what I meant, or if I was fibbing, I was okay. I was fine. They didn't care enough to dig too deep. And I felt like sometimes I had to fib just to get their permission to do something, even though I knew I'd be safe and protected. But with that being said, I definitely went places that I probably should not have been able to go. And whether it was at my parents' discretion or at the discretion of the people I was with. I was told many times, you shouldn't be here, white girl. I was told many times, you ain't safe here. And I I proved every time, I'm fine and I'm cool, which sounds really conceited, but looking back as a 16-year-old hanging out in some of these places, with some of these people that I hung out with. Nobody was putting me in danger. If anything, I mean, I was putting myself and others, I guess, possibly in danger, but I'd just go play pickup basketball with a bunch of people that I only kind of knew in a place I did not know with people who lived different lifestyles than I did. I'd get to go home to a beautiful home with two two parents and a nice bedroom and a beautiful living room and a great yard. And man, did I know some people that didn't even have any of that. that were my age or not too much older. And gosh, this one kid, this one kid, his name was Randall. I went to basketball camp with him. He was the best basketball player in upstate New York, possibly even the entire state of New York. I swear to God he was. He was so good. And he made a total lifestyle switch from the time he was in school with the people that he hung out with to where he's at now. He's like this hippie now. He goes hiking and I think he collects like the mushrooms and stuff. And he went from having a clean buzz, clean fade, being all Superman jacked and muscular to long, long hair and and kind of skinny and I don't even know if he works out anymore. I haven't looked at his page in a long time. I couldn't even I couldn't even tell you his last name now without going on Bookface to look. That's what my dad calls Facebook. My dad's got different names for social media. Bookface is Facebook. Yeah. And he was one. He was one I'd go I'd go hang out with him and, and a couple other friends that we all went to camp with. But he was always the one that was like, girl, I got you. Like, 
You don't have to worry about nothing around here. As long as I'm around, you're safe. And we just play basketball down at the park with people our age all the way up to 50-year-olds. And normally I was the only girl. And I don't know why I was like that. I don't know why I felt so compelled. I could have played pickup basketball with 16 to 50-year-old people right in Bennington. But instead I had to go to Albany. I had to go play with people that that I didn't understand much. And, and I had to go and prove myself and my ability to, to be able to just, I guess, maybe blend in, melt, melt in, show how good I was maybe, get better. Maybe I thought I wasn't going to get better playing with, with the folks in my town, which, I mean, is true. That's not, that's not, uh, that's not dishonest. I think there's a different caliber and quality of people playing basketball in Bennington versus in Albany downtown, you know, at the park, at the local park, because Bennington had a local park too with basketball courts, and I would play there, but if I had gas in the tank, I was driving that Subi. Gosh, I had a two-tone Subaru. <laughs> I got a two-tone Subaru I ran away from cops one, once with. It uh, it had a green, and shout-out to Cahill's Garage over there in Hoosick, New York. If you're around Hoosick Falls area, make sure you stop in and get a used car over there from Timmy and Timmy and Carrie. But it had a green hood, evergreen, dark. And the rest of the body was silver. And this cop clocked me coming over a hill, going way too fast on a back road, leaving Albany, leaving playing basketball in Albany. I'd find all these little back roads to get back to Bennington for no reason, just to kill time, just to waste time and gas, just to see places I hadn't seen before. And I would tack on an extra 30. It was only an hour drive to Albany on State Road nine Vermont nine turns into New York seven so I guess from route nine to to route seven across New York border and then all the way to Albany was an hour two lanes one lane going east one lane going west and which is so strange because state roads I think are supposed to be like interstates where if they're odd numbers, they're supposed to go north and south. But both them state roads went east and west. And I was hauling over, I don't know if it was over 22 or if it was over, uh, what is it? Oh, what is that road called now? Um, damn, it goes through. Uh, well, I'm sick. No, that's not it. Hoosack Valley. I think it's Hoosack Valley Road or something like that. It's a state highway. And... Yeah, he clocked me going way too fast. I think it was like a 40. I was probably going 60, if I were to guess. And that thing, I'd go 20 miles an hour minimum over the speed limit at all times. <laughs> Ridiculous. And especially on a two-lane that I knew the cops weren't going to be sitting on.
So, middle of the summertime or spring, it was very nice outside. Clock me and I, damn, I seen his lights flip on faster than you could say split. And he went over that hill and I just peeled into the first side street that I found before he came back over the hill and pulled into a driveway, which he saw a green hood. He didn't see a gray tailgate. He didn't see a gray side. Silver or whatever. So when he drove back by and back through this neighborhood, because he went and searched, he first drove back past, like over the hill and down, and then must have turned around, came back and pulled into that side street and looked around in that neighborhood because he passed by me like two or three times. And I just had my seat leaned back and my mirrors pointed. And that sucker never got me. But I digress. I hope all them people that that used to look out for me are still doing good. I know that none of them are probably ever going to listen to this. I may send this episode to Randall if I still have him on Facebook. He was a drawer, too. He could draw anything. And he did. I got a picture. I think it's in Nashville. I think I took it back with me to Nashville when I found it in Vermont. But he drew me a picture of a boombox. No, I'm sorry. Of a heart like a boombox. Not a heart-shaped boombox, though. It was a heart that was that might have had speakers in it. And it was... I got to take a picture and post it or something. With big old headphones. Big cans on it either side. And the cable wrapped around. And it's got words on it I think too. But he was such a. He's such a great sketch artist. I can only, only imagine he's gotten better. In these last. You know. Five or. Oh my god. Uh, nine years. Almost ten years. Wow. It's so crazy, guys. I know I just keep getting quieter and quieter. This room just keeps getting quieter and quieter. But it's just insane. And it's insane for me to believe that you guys care enough to listen to all these stories. And to listen to all of these thoughts. But there's a hundred of you that are listening... And that monetized my podcast for me. So thank you guys so much. If you start hearing advertisements, I'll probably throw them in at the beginning so you can skip through. I was explaining how it got monetized and I realized my first like monetize. The maximum recording is 60 minutes. Oh, perfect. Okay, cool. So I'm at 45 on this segment. Wow, I'm probably just going to have to go ahead and post this episode. But um I'll put it in the I'll put the advertisements in the beginning so that you can skip through them or I'll put them at the end, maybe. Who knows? It depends on how much they pay me. But I thought I got my first like advertisement payment and turns out no, it's a uh, Mr. Tim from Wisconsin donated $10 
so you can you can make like donations or whatever maybe like a subscription i don't know i'm still trying to figure it all out i'm overwhelmed i'm overwhelmed i'm just grateful being this year if you asked me what my life would look like in september i wouldn't have thought this all of this if you'd asked me in September last year what my life was going to look like, I wouldn't have thought this. And I'm so, so, so grateful. I'm grateful that I didn't give up on myself. Because it does get better. I'm grateful that these five strong women that I, I mentioned earlier didn't give up on me because they could have, like I've given up on people before. I'm so grateful that you guys are here listening because without you, there would be no this, or there would be, but I wouldn't have gotten $10 from Mr. Tim in Wisconsin. My first podcast payment. I think he was my first patron too. So. He actually left me a little voice memo thing too with it. So maybe I can add that in here to to give a little shout out to one of my biggest fans so far. I can't call him my biggest because there's five lovely women in line before him that, that qualify first. But life is funky, man. And I'm glad I get to experience what I get to experience. But boy, is it a lot in the brain. It's a lot in the insane of the membrane. <laughs> I digress. I'll get off of here. This might be the end of this week's episode. I may tack on another thought or something or maybe I'll just get started on next week's maybe I'll just start backlogging thoughts and ideas I don't want to do that to you guys though because I don't want thoughts and ideas to be outdated maybe I'll just start writing them down like was suggested to me write all my thoughts down that I want to talk about and then just talk about them longer and actually have like a little bit of a at least an outline of what I'm thinking. You guys are awesome. I'm going to go to bed now. I'll talk to you guys. If not later on this weekend, then next week. Good night. Well, 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 folks. This may be an extra long episode, and I hope it's worth every second. It is the next day from the last segment. Last night was Wednesday. Today is Thursday. I am currently painting my nails in this hotel room. I'm checking out late, and I just found blood all over the curtains in this hotel room. So I'm so happy that I stayed here, this wonderful establishment that... uh 
I always stay at this brand of hotels. And just recently, it's been so rough. Every time I've stayed in one, they're just dirty or they're not clean. And, like, of course, they don't clean the fucking curtains. Pardon my language. But they don't clean the curtains, of course. Which, I guess, how can they? But there's literal blood all over. Like, and it's it's a white curtain. So, as soon as you move, like, the thick... If you're not familiar, of course. Like, and I'm not saying that to sound conceited or anything. Like, I have full understanding that some people have just never stayed in hotels. Or even mess with the curtains if you have. But, um, so there's like a thin curtain that's kind of see-through. And then there is a, like, thicker curtain that you can't see through. Like a blackout curtain. The blackout curtain was being used to black out the sun this morning. Because, of course, I didn't sleep a lick last night after I got off. If you guys couldn't tell by how chatty I was, I was also wide awake. And I ended up working, like, getting some stuff done on my phone and um, trying not to pay attention to, like, too many things that were on social media. Because I definitely got freaking, pardon my language, but I got lit up last night over something and ended up keeping me awake until about 4.30 this morning. Had to be up, of course, at, like, 5.30 to go see Chief, which I was. But now I get to go the rest of the day on one hour of sleep. So um, I get back from seeing Chief, and Chief was great. They let me st- like see him and stuff and play with him outside, but he's not like a playful dog. So all he wants to do is just sit in your lap and then lay down on the ground, and he doesn't even – like he likes to snuggle and he likes to be held, you know, but he's not like a big – there's not much to do with him other than just to pet him for a little bit. And I get bored pretty easy, so – I was there for maybe like 45 minutes just petting on him and stuff. And then I was like, all right, I, I, I'm good to go now. And I drove back. And on my way back, here's really where the story thickens. It has nothing to do with the blood on the curtain. Um, also, just totally messed up my nails. Great. Uh, um, so I'm driving back and... Like, of course, you know, traffic sucks. And people today are just overly ornery, I think. And I get it, I guess. People have their own lives going on. I have my own life going on. So, whatever that means. Um, gosh, these nails are going to look so bad now. Oh, it's fine, whatever. At least I'm saving money doing them myself. Um, so, finally, I get to, like, the main road where I'm heading back to the hotel. Because I left all my stuff here for a late checkout because I was hoping to come back and take a nap. But um, got back kind of late because of traffic. And this person was pretty, like, rude on the road. Just trying to speed up and, like, slow down and, like, matching my speed. Which I can't stand when people just match speed because they don't know how to drive and they're not paying attention. So they're just, like, watching the people around them. And wouldn't you know it? He gets mad for some reason. And I say he, this person very well may not be a he um, after, like, getting a closer look. But looked masculine. Although had makeup on. <laughs> and um, so they're now riding my bumper, flashing me on, off, on, off, on, off. Which, to me, when you're behind me and you're flashing me on, off, on, off, on, off. That does not signal turn your lights on. Which I didn't need them on. 
it's sprinkling, but it's very bright outside. Like you can see my car perfectly. Do not need my lights on. And, um, and I know that because another black car was behind me and I could see them perfectly. So definitely didn't need my lights on. And, um, they wouldn't have even kicked on anyway. So I'm just venting. The guy flashed me on, off, on, off. And he finally pulls up next to me because I'm about to turn into the hotel. And he rolled his window down and started yelling at me. Very shortly before abruptly stopping after rear-ending another person at the light. So that was fun to watch. Like instant karma. Just somebody being a jerk on the road and then rear-ending somebody innocent and ruining that other innocent person's day rather than just like minding their own business and that's why I don't road rage or even like confront people on the road so at any rate um I got all of it on video I didn't get all of it like the one time the spot where he hits the car like I kind of missed but I'm commentating through it and I pull into the hotel whatever I come up here and then I go to move the curtain back and there's blood literally all over this thin see-through curtain it's like the I guess I don't even know what it does if it's supposed to just reflect sunlight through the window off of it and then back out so that it's kind of a curtain but you can see out of perfect and there's blood all over it so I'm gonna try to get my money back on this room (laughs) damn cheapskate no I'm probably just gonna go down to the front desk and let them know So that nobody else tries to come in and get their money back for this room. So yeah. Um, That's really just my quick update. And I don't know if I'll end up posting. I don't know if I'll end up posting like any more of this. Or if I'll just wait till next week. Um, Or recording rather. Because I don't really have anything else to talk about. And this episode's going to end up being like an hour and 15 minutes long. So... I think I might just leave it as is and record the rest of it. Or not the rest of it, but record next week's episode this weekend. We'll see. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week, episode 9.